Welcome to Connect FBC, our weekly podcast keeping you in the know. Let's join our hosts now to find out what's happening with FBC. Welcome, everybody. It's another week here at FBC, and today inside the studio, I have our women's ministry director, Janice David. Hi. Hello. And (laughs) Shay Casey, our children's ministry director, is joining us as well. Yes, I am. And we're here to talk about Mom to Mom. Janice, what's going on with Mom to Mom? Mom to Mom is an amazing ministry. Yes, it is. It's been going on for quite a long time. I think it started about 2006 or 7. I'd have to go back and make sure. That lines up pretty well because I joined in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. When my son was an infant and Lauren Bryan was my mentor mom. Ah. And she might recall the snorty little baby that was so loud <laughs> and sat through all of our <laughs> meetings. We were, she was so patient with him, but it's, it has been going on a long time. I know. You say that. He's 14 now. so And wow. we always have snorty little babies, I know, and that's fine. Two. Bring your snorty little <laughs> baby. Bring your snorty little baby. <laughs> but it's a ministry that young moms, the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, 930 to 1130, we provide children's programming for, for those that need to bring their kids with them. And then we have mentor moms. So this year is our biggest class. We have 47 registered wow. mom to moms <laughs> of that which, is a record. It's of which a record. Yeah, 13 belong to FBC. So it truly is a community outreach. It really is. It really is. And uh, we have eight mentor moms and one floater. So our room is packed, packed. with over, you know, around 50 <laughs> plus, you know, so it's really fun. And every year we go through some sort of book about parenting, biblical womanhood, biblical marriage. We have speakers from the outside. We always have breakfast. Mm. And Susan Hildebrand makes the best bacon in the world. Um, (laughs) So it's it's just an excellent program. And we would love to have more moms. Yes. So when does it run? Is it run throughout the year or kind of when does it start? We follow the school year. School year. Right. right. So we do not run in the summertime, but we follow the school year and we follow their vacations. Yeah. 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 It is such a neat program. And and it's community outreach. You talk about the amount of visitors, non-FBC people that come and are ministered to here. It really fits the Engage, Pursue, Share. It really does. Doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Mm. And sometimes we have those people end up coming to FBC, which is excellent. Yep. But if they're plugged into a church, we're happy. That's right. Mm-hmm. If they're not, we really encourage them to do so. Mm. And if the average is true about church attendance, two times a month is about average. Yep. For people that, that actually attend. That actually <laughs> attend. There you go. So if they're coming to mom to mom... We are their church. Yeah. That's two times a month. Yeah. So. Jan, I know you could talk about your experience. I know how much that meant to you at that time in your life. Yeah. I When I first joined, I, like I said, I had I had two kids, so a toddler and a baby. And we had just moved back to Tulsa and I had no friends and didn't have a job. And there was not a lot of community outside of what I could find at church. And we were new to the church. So that was pretty huge in my life, not just to make friends there, but to have older women speaking truth and telling you things you needed to hear and mm. yeah i i i attended faithfully every year <laughs> until i was no longer of the correct age demographic to continue attending you can be a mentor I know. mom well, then, oh, then we i just switched to taking care of their kids which was almost equally as fun and i did that for several years too where i had i had the oldest set of like elementary kids oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. of that group and 
and it's a and that was a fabulous group of kids. I got to have them over and over every week, so oh. we got to know each other pretty well. Yeah, that's Excellent. wonderful. Yeah. Well, and we do the mentor moms, like when you come, you're seated at a table, so you probably are with six of your contemporary moms, and then you'll have a mentor mom. Okay. So it's really fun. Those are really it, special relationships. It really yep. is, because yep. a lot of times what we say is, don't worry, it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to say it multiple times. <laughs> don't to, worry. To many different <laughs> individual situations before they really are like, okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Janice said it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something powerful about knowing somebody else has gone through what you're going sure. through. Sure. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, all the all the things that young moms feel besides exhaustion. Am I doing it right? Is this the right school? Is it the right group of friends? Is mm. it, you know, I don't have time for me. I haven't showered in a week. <laughs> all those things are, are take up your whole brain space. And so just to step back a little and get some perspective is very helpful, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both for coming in, sure. talking about mom to mom, and, and serving in that ministry. Yeah. And I'd encourage any young moms out there to check this ministry out. Good. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Now it's time for the weekly chat. All right. Welcome to the weekly chat. I am your host today, Heath Casey. And for the second straight week, I have our very special guest, Dave Jewett. Thank you for coming back, Dave. It's great to be here. We were just about to start on these seven steps, talking about what it looks like to have a negative emotion, have something that you know moves our, moves our spirit in a negative way. And how are we going to react to that? And you talked about prayer, but, but trusting the Lord and continuing that abiding what does it look like when we fail to trust? Okay, let's just say you're at, you know, something happens. Mm-hmm. And it can be any number of things, little or, or, or big. And being alert to the fact that negative emotions are simply a gift that God has given you. Not too many people call them that. Okay, it's a <laughs> gift to prompt you to go to Him. Yeah. Because we need, we need constant reminders. Constant. So... So if I choose to react to the negative emotion of the circumstance with, maybe I pray, but I don't really, I'm not, I never get around to trusting. Yeah. That can be a novel thought for us, that we can pray without trusting, mm-hmm. uh, if we pray at all, right? But if we, if, we, if, we, if we never get around to asking the Lord, what do you want me to trust you for? And then we just proceed on, trying to fix it ourselves. We go, so the first step is praying without trusting. Mm. Just one quick, mo- I, I'm telling you how impactful this is in my life. I have a big whiteboard in my home office, and at the very top, when this first clicked for me, I have written, and it's still there, big letters, what do you want me to trust you for? I, If I got a tattoo, maybe that's what I would put on my <laughs> arm, because if I can remember that step, it's so profound. Yeah. But I don't do it. And what is, what, where does that lead us? So once you, once you pray without trusting or, or, not, or just try to handle it yourself, sure. now you go to step two, which is burden bearing. Mm. So you've taken on a burden that God didn't want you to have. And, but here's the real problem. We actually start accumulating burdens. Yeah. They can be burdens from a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago. They can be financial. They can be relational. They can be health. They can be work ministry, all kinds of things. And yeah. we start accumulating start, these burdens. You can just picture them just growing on somebody's shoulder. Yeah, and we actually kind of can lose track of them. Well, mm-hmm. we, we, we're not even aware that we're carrying some of these. And when we start to carry these burdens, 
then then the, the third alarm system or the or the next alarm system kicks in, which is weariness, mm. where a body is going to say, "I'm going to help you out here." Yeah. Okay, because you're not getting it. Uh, I'm going to make you not be able to sleep, yep. or your your stomach's going to bother you. You're going to have headaches. You're going to have back Fatigued. pain, fatigue. Yeah, you d- you're not going to feel well. Something's well, wrong. Because this is all connected. Yes. The, the physical body is connected to our emotional body yeah. and our spiritual body. Yeah, and that's right. And it doesn't mean that every time you're, you have a, a problem that is because of this, but right, sure. oftentimes it is. Yeah. So, so, we've, so we've accumulated these burdens that we were not designed and intended to carry on our own. Correct. Or at all. And we build them up, build them up, and now we're getting weary. Yeah. And, and all the Lord wants you to do is come to me. Yeah. I'm just trying to get your attention. Just come to me. Don't, don't try. I mean, you can medicate if you want, but don't, you'll miss the point many times if you just medicate it. Yeah. Because you, know, you won't get around to coming back to me. Hmm. So then we stay there long enough. We go to the next step, step which four. is step four, which is discouragement, which is losing hope. Oh. Now we're starting to really lose. It's, it's more of a serious losing hope it's not just hey i'm kind of discouraged no it's not that it's i, I am really getting discouraged yeah. i'm losing hope about this now we, we may share that with a friend or with a spouse which is great and good and maybe they can help us sure now and what i want to say too is if you're on this downward ladder you're not a dirt ball for being on the ladder no it's simply a cause and effect thing that's right if i pray without trusting i'm going to start going under the ladder you're going to start accumulating burdens. Yeah. You're going to get weary because you're yeah. not, you're not sovereign. Yeah. You're not designed to hold all of this. That's right. And then you're going to get discouraged and lose hope. And then also, as you're going down this ladder, the notion of God, of trusting God as a solution, mm. is going to seem really ridiculous. Yeah. And actually, even offensive. Have yeah. you ever Have you ever shared with somebody, Hey, have you really trusted God on that? And what kind of reaction do you get? Don't tell me that. I need something to happen here. Yeah, I need a real you know, help. I mean, I've tried that, you know. So then if you stay at discouragement long enough, then you start going to disillusionment. Mm. Now, this is where you're losing belief. I imagine there's all kinds of people in our churches who are discouraged, then they're losing belief. and But guess what happens when you go to disillusionment? You stop sharing. Yeah. I mean, how often have you ever heard a leader-type person share that? I don't know if I believe some of this stuff anymore. Oh, never? N- never. I mean, or, or very very rarely. Because it's too vulnerable to share that you're losing belief. Hey, you're the leader. Yeah. You know? And so our brilliant solution for that is disengagement hmm. or isolation. We disengage from people who can help us. And We're so vulnerable. Oh, my goodness. You know, and when, and when you stay at disillusionment for very long and, and, and disengagement very long, the enemy, you become prime pickings for the enemy yeah. and your flesh. Yeah. And you can start to conclude that doing something really un, unusual for you or even disastrous maybe makes sense. Hmm. You know, it, it occurred to me that before COVID, I had heard that 1,500 pastors in America were dropping out of the ministry. Before COVID, every month. Whoa. Every month. Every month. So what do you think happened after COVID? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, now, now do you think they were going down this ladder? Yeah. 
well, I've been down this ladder. I've been I've down this ladder. I've seen men going down this ladder. And, and having this framework has helped me pick up on it earlier, I hope, and help people and, and for myself. Yeah. But when you, you, you talked about it, you, you collect burdens, you start to get weary and probably short with people. <laughs> yeah. And you're discouraged. And then step five, that disillusionment, that, that loss of belief, and you see it, you, people start to question, is, is God really good? Does he yeah. really care about Absolutely. me? Is he really sovereign? He doesn't understand me. He feels distant. Now, who's, whose fault is the distance? Who's moved? <laughs> who's moved? That's right. Yeah. But it, that's, and then you're so vulnerable. And then step six, you start to see the disengagement. And I see that disengagement, particularly from the body yes. of Christ. Yes. They stop. Maybe they were going to a men's Bible study in the morning or meeting men for coffee. And it's easier to miss Sunday morning. And they start to disengage and pull away from the body. And all along the way, as you're going down this ladder, the enemy is having a field day with you. Mm. I mean, he, he's, he's just saying, hey, you know, you're a loser. Yep. You're a loser. I mean, what, what are you doing with this? Yeah. And you start to believe that. Yeah, you start to believe that. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've, as we've done this with church staffs, I've been so encouraged when the pastor or the campus pastor will take the time to, to ask the staff, okay, so what would be some of the physical evidences that any of us are going down the ladder? Mm. And he would share some of his, his stuff. You know, I get grumpy or I get, I get impatient or short with you guys. Yeah. And what I love about it is they're, they're basically helping. They, they want to protect each other. Yeah. Because we can all go be down this ladder. We need each other's help. Mm-hmm. Let's help each other. And, you know, one of the things that I said I didn't say the, the last time I was here was I've challenged the staffs to make staying in that circle of abiding their primary mission in life. Because hmm. most of the church staff have, have a degree of mission focus. Sure. But change their mission focus to staying in that circle. Yeah. And the extent to which they stay in that circle, their role at the church will get accomplished. Well, it goes back to what he said. In the circle, much fruit. Yeah. Out of the circle of abiding, nothing. So... Anyway, so this is, and, talk, and and maybe hit on that seventh step because you you mentioned like Barna and them saying you know just how many pastors don't finish well, ministry leaders and 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 Christians, and you get to that seventh step which is disaster, and you see this maybe you kind of see this with maybe some celebrity pastors, they do something and you're like oh, I can't believe they did that they, you know it hits the headlines in the news and you with these seven steps you, you're not shocked. No, I, I've lived it. You lived it. I've gotten right to the edge of disaster, and mm-hmm. I was rescued by a buddy of mine. Huh. Okay. And so one of the questions I ask is, do you have a buddy who would pursue you enough to rescue you? Oh, okay. question. You know. Yeah. Now, we had intentionally developed that friendship for 15 years. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't out of the blue, you know. But, yeah, I think that just recognizing that we're all susceptible to this. This yeah. is an ongoing battle. Yep. You know, we're in a battle, and, and Satan's out to kill, kill and destroy, six, right? This, yep, to yeah. destroy. So now if, you, if we start going up the upper ladder. Yes. What's well, the we, positive side Yeah, Yeah, let's get some positive stuff <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> yeah, so if, as we start to practice trusting God more and more, yep. 
We get a negative emotion and we're prompted with, how do you want me to trust you? Yeah. Well, first of all, you don't spend all so much time on that negative emotion. You start to kind of trust and he, he starts to help you with it. And sometimes we have to go back again, you know, within, you know, five, ten minutes, you know, <laughs> trust him again. But it, it, when you make trusting him your goal, mm-hmm. then it, it kind of simplifies some things, actually. But, but then, so then you start to be start to feel freer. You don't feel so burdened down. Mm. You might even become more pleasant to be with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you're not carrying those burdens that accumulate. Yeah, I mean, how attractive are we to the lost people if uh, if we're just carrying burdens all the time? Oh, yeah, I short, mean, angry, yeah. complaining. Well, they can do that. They don't. They don't need Jesus. <laughs> but to he do says, that. "My yoke or my it, my burden is easy." Yeah, because he's carrying it. Yeah, but we don't practice that very well. That's right. But if we are, we're free. We're unburdened. Then we start to get energized. And we start to get some traction. We start to get and feel empowered more and more. We're starting to see God work in our lives and through our lives much more. And so uh, boldness can come with that. Yeah. Confidence. Developing that intimacy that you talked about earlier with the abiding. You know this God that you've read about, right? Yeah. You have a real relationship that is that is growing. Yeah, and and I just, I'm just so convinced that loving Jesus makes everything better. <laughs> I'm sold. It, 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 I mean, it sounds like cliche, but I know. you know. But how are you going to love Jesus if you aren't spending a lot of time with Him? You know, and we know He's saved us, and we know He's done so many things historically for on our benefit. But we need the daily reminder, multiple times every day, and. This sense that he really is walking next to us. Mm. You know, we're going to get that as we are talking with him. Yeah. As we are just taking our taking our, our concerns to him. Letting him speak. And what I, what I hope the mo- happens the most is we just become super alert to his voice. Mm. I think that's one of the major qu- problems that we Christians have. We're not very good at hearing God, you know? Yeah. I mean, we have the scriptures, but it's the Holy Spirit coming alongside the scriptures that gets specific a lot of times. That's right. Illuminates okay. it to us. Illuminates Helper. it. Adds, adds real power yeah. to it. But we still have to learn how to listen to the Lord yeah. as we're in the Word, yeah. as we're doing life. So so we get energized. We get, we get some confidence yeah. in this. Yeah, then you start to start to really start to discover, oh, this is what God put me here for. Hmm. Then you're doing more and more of that. You're getting more focused. You're getting more and more faithful, stronger. And you're moving toward greater stewardship of who you are. Yeah. And then you're on a track to finish well. Yeah. Okay. Now, you can be up here at the top, at the top one, and you get sidetracked. Something happens. And so you find yourself back on the lower ladder. Hmm. But hopefully you've been experiencing what, what it's like to go to the Father. Right. So you don't spend time on the, on the lower ladder. You get right back, on, right back. on the upper ladder. Yeah. But just being aware of this is just going to be helpful for each of you. So It is. And we want to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. We want to finish well. And, and I think this is such practical advice from a day-to-day standpoint on, on setting a, a track to do that. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> 
Oh, we're else? all working on it. I know. We're all working on it. I know. It. Well, what else would you would you add to that? Man, I just I just want you to know that the Lord is giddy about you. <laughs> he really knows you. He knows how hard it is for you to obey and how hard it is for you to trust. Yeah. So he's cheering you on. So he's not beating you up for this stuff. He's just wanting you to come to him and keep coming. Keep coming. I'm going to help you. I know, you know, th- this is kind of like a second nature to you. Mm. Or it's, it's not, it's, it's harder for you to do. Yeah. I'll help you all along the way. So, but stay in the game. That's right. Stay in the battle. Yeah. We're going to finish well together. That's right. Oh, can I read Psalm 138? You bet. Eight. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. It's yeah, encouraging. That's been one of my life verses. I know. <laughs> you know, and that has carried me through a lot of hard things. Mm. So The last thing I would add that you often say when we talk about that circle of abiding and making that the focus of your everyday life, uh, and if you're in full-time ministry of your pastor, let that be the focus because that's where the fruit's going to come from. And you talk about this, that real spiritual maturity equals time spent in the circle over your lifetime. Yeah. It's kind of confusing when you see a, somebody in their 60s and 70s who just has a lot of flesh patterns. Mm. They've been in church their whole life, yeah. but they just got a lot of flesh patterns. A lot of flesh patterns. I mean, yeah. we all have that, have sure, that but, sure. but it's, it's surprising sometimes. You mean you actually said that to your wife? You know, you mean, yes. you mean you actually just reacted that way to that situation? I mean, you're, you've been... How church, long have you been doing this? You've been <laughs> in church for 70 years. Okay. So I, but, so that has helped me to realize that a, a 25-year-old could be more mature spiritually than a 75-year-old. Mm. Because he, if he has spent more time in that circle. Yeah. Because it's all about hearing God, surrendering to him, walking with him. And being in love with him, you don't want to do these things because you love him. That's right. You know, you yeah. don't you want to, you don't want to defame his name. You don't want to confuse people with your actions because you love Jesus. You want them to love Jesus too. Yeah. And with that intimacy, you get clarity on on his purpose for you, how he made you so specifically, so unique, and in the plans that he has for you. Hmm. The, the Ephesians 2.10, the good works that he has set aside just for you to do. It's so powerful. Yeah. And what I've learned is God does it. As I, as I surrender, as I learn how to abide more and more, and as I really understand how he's been preparing me, and then embrace it, and then trust him with it, and make decisions accordingly. Life has gotten a lot simpler for me in some ways. I like that. Okay. That sounds great. So my two jobs are to keep growing and abiding. Okay. And then become a master steward of his design of me, Hmm. which includes saying no to a bunch of things. Yeah. And saying no to the things that he's elevated. And as I do that, we're going to see his power uh, be displayed in our life in ways that you just go, wow, that's, that is so cool. (laughs) That's such an encouraging note. I'm, I feel like an infant in practicing these things myself, but I know I've had glimpses of what you're talking about. And I think that part, that part of explanation maturity makes so much sense to me is as I can fall back onto that 
downward ladder, a little burden comes along. And instead of stopping and just asking, how do you want me to trust you? And, and reframing my whole mindset about it, I start trying to carry it myself. Carry it and it gets heavier and I get weary. And the, I, I want to spend less time living like that. Well, and we know that there's some things that are just so severe that happen to people, you know, and it can knock them out, knock them out sure. for a while, man. But hopefully, they kind of can find their way back home, mm-hmm. you know. And there may be some situations where you need counseling, sure, on some of the some of the deep things that have happened that kind of keep us from going forward, you know, and doing these things. So, well, and that's a good point. Even as we're talking about this from an individual perspective, I think you've done this so well because you have deep friendships where you're helping one another with these things. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that's our marriages, but even having deep friends that you can be vulnerable to that will recognize, hey, I think you're carrying a burden that you shouldn't be carrying over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's any encouragement to anybody, I mean, I, I'm still on this journey myself. I mean, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've failed miserably in some areas. And I'll tell you one thing, sometimes when that, that failure is what makes you want to go closer to the Lord. Because mm-hmm. you just realize, man, I... I'm just, I desperately need Jesus. You don't want them to fin- You don't want those things to finish you off. Yeah, which can easily happen. Yeah, you know. But if if we've been learning how to hear God's voice and understand His love for us, uh, we can recover a lot better. Yeah. So, thanks again for coming in and sharing. I know this will be so helpful for people. If you want any more resources, I think the quickest thing is just reach out to me at podcast at fbctulsa.org. I can get you images of these diagrams and share these resources and, and connect you to your one degree. If, if anybody has an interest in being coached and working through that, I highly recommend it. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. At FBC, we're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. See you next week.